host, Goldman, and today is our very special uh, BlackRock Foundry End of the Tier episode with the U.S. and EU First Guild Monks. And so I'd like to very much welcome to the program the world number one brewmaster monk. Well, I mean, I guess technically you're number one, right? Uh, just wait. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Because you're mean, in the guild that's number one, right? So I, that, that yeah, I'm in the guild, yeah. I don't consider myself, you know, like I'm the, I'm the very best. I'm, I'll never say that. But, uh, you, know, co- you know, congratulations as well as is a due for, uh, you know, Method being grabbing back that world first. I remember having you on the last time uh, with Rignaros and it's like, you know, it doesn't matter who wins just as long as you go. It's not Paragon, right? I think is what, oh, yeah. <laughs> what it's going to came out to. That was- that was after Heimel, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, again, you know, thanks for uh, joining this week. It's really great. And we couldn't, you know, not just have, you know, unfortunately, Blood Legion, you know, did not make it to the uh, NA server first, uh, but very happy to, for the first time, welcoming on the show for being a NA number one uh, Mistweaver monk is uh, Monkeyo from Midwinter. How are you doing today, Monkeyo? Doing good. What's up? Yeah, getting there. First for me, first for the guild, so it's very good, very cool. And and uh, the main thing too, I you know, I'm gonna go into a couple of these like off topic, not really off topic, but more of like into the first kill type of questions. But um, I mean, for midwinter, it's like it's one of those like rarities. You know, it's it's a oh, it's a it's midwinter. It's not Blood Legion being first for NA, but it's not just that. It's also an alliance guild being first for NA. It's like, this is like, you know, it's like you had to like double down on all the things that never happened for that to occur. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, I guess so. It just, and we had a monk healer. So yeah. you know, a lot of people didn't really like monk healers going into yeah. the Those things exist? Alliance? Yeah, apparently. Guilds and monk healers? What is this? We had to get everything together. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things that you don't really, you know, see about or hear about with the alliance being up there at the top, but actually looking at the top twenty and even top forty world, there's actually a lot of alliance in there. So do you think? I guess this will start off a little bit into it. Uh, do you think that is just because of the the recent uh, uh, Warlords of Draenor changes to the uh, the racials just kept them in line, or is is do you think it's more along that kind of thing, or is it just that people aren't like, oh, I have to be horde in order to progress? I guess Monkey will ask you this one. Oh, uh, well, definitely, like, the racials mean, you know, next to nothing at this point. They, they're they very small bonuses compared to what they used to be, you know. Um, I think you still see more horde guilds out there and doing well because horde racials were so strong for so long that more people, more and more people gravitated towards, you know, horde side. And when more people gravitate towards horde side, that means more of your friends or, you know, people you're looking for. You're able to recruit more people on that side. You know, it just kind of snowballs in that direction. But now that I guess the racials don't really matter anymore, you know, people, alliance guilds are coming out. Um, you see more and more of them, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, to add, to add to that, I mean, what can I say, but Horde is more badass, so... It's true. <laughs> I have to admit that it's true. People are, yeah. people are just going to play Horde more than Alliance. Yeah, because they're, they're kind of like the villains, right? And everybody kind of likes playing that villain in any kind of game. You know, the, oh, I get to go kill things, and I pillage, and I take your loot... And that's just how my background is, where Alliance is always like, oh, protect and serve. And most people generally don't like to play that type of uh, type of character in a, in a video game. Um, but I guess going into that as well, uh, another question that's uh, I'm very interested in, and I, I see this plenty of times, but I have to keep asking. Maybe you'll you'll release the secret 
Like, why is EU so much better at killing you know bosses than <laughs> NA players? Like, is I, know, it- I get, I get, I get told we're poop suckers or, or something like that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what it is, but Stop. I guess. Yeah, it's the dun- it's the Baron dungeon, right? You guys, just, one of your uh, uh, teammates is a is a Baron or, or Baroness, and you just go to like their dungeon realm and have like a land party, and you just like sit there until it's killed. Oh, so that's what uh, I, that's what I would say, like Korean or Chinese style, like everyone <laughs> actually sits that, in the same yeah. room, play together. I, I mean, that doesn't seem to work for them yet. So, <laughs> well, I mean, Style War got pretty close. I mean, obviously they you know they did a little bit of extra in High Mall that did to get that boost, but. Yeah. Um, you know, they—I think they were like one of the closest, uh, you know, Chinese guilds, and I think there was another one as well. I don't, I'm not sure what the characters translate to, but got pretty high up there. But yeah, it's—it's it's one of those things that's very interesting to me is like that you guys are just so always, always at the top, and we'll get into that as well a little bit later, because um, I know you mentioned that you know you're very—I uh, guess it wasn't upset would I guess take it lightly with the high mob performance, um, but to get into it to be a little bit more off topic, a little more fun. Uh, the the first thing which I was gonna lead off with the show with, but I didn't want to be like too confusing to people out there. I was actually gonna introduce you as Trekkie. Just wait, and I have oh, to. Uh, I have I to mean, bring up the final boss. <laughs> and I wasn't there. I watched the, the VOD. I wasn't actually able to be there to watch it live. I was trying to, but I just, things came up. I couldn't be able to do it. So was it like when they introduced you? Did they say, "Wait, that's not Trekkie," and it kind of just exploded Twitch chat? Is that what ended up happening there? No, not even. I mean, it just it just came out of I don't even know how why the chat started saying it, and then everyone, you know, it's it's Twitch. So the Twitch, some, someone says something funny, and everyone copy pastes yeah. it and repeats. <laughs> it's like hey, Trekkie, with like the 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 one uh, Twitch emote. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't remember actually how it went down, but yeah, it, it, it got quite out of hand pretty fast. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it's going into that as well. I mean, I remember you know talking with you. You know, for for after that, we were going into Black Rock Foundry and just kind of, you know, hearing like through the rumor mill, you know, I like to keep my ear to the ground type thing of, you know, that you guys were kind of upset with the high moment performance that wasn't up to your standards. And then just seeing how you guys looked on that on that video, just so relaxed, so happy, you know, Roger Brown and, and uh, Sko was looking really good. It, was it just because, you know, you got that world first? You're like, oh, finally, we, we got it back. Is that, is that what it was? The feeling was like? Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, if we would have lost, I mean, we either would have like had to make even more changes, or like probably disband, or I don't know. You know, like we are go for the first place, and that's what the changes were hopefully, were like accomplished for us, and they did. So that's, I mean, we're happy about that. Okay, so it was more of like that. You know, it was like that. Oh, hey, I guess it's like when you think of like a professional sports team, right? And they they go out and buy all the best players. And then to, to go for the championship, and then if you fall short, it just it doesn't feel like oh even though you're like oh we made second, it's like it's but that's not first. Is that yeah, kind of the mentality would, that you guys have? It right would have now? been a very sour taste if we would have been second again. And you and but the, I guess the one thing to add on to the frosty to the cake to that is you were not just first, but you're first by like three weeks or was it two weeks? Three weeks. No, Paragon killed it like I thought it was like so a, the one reset after us. So it was oh, but it was like almost at the end of the reset though, wasn't it? I, th- I think. Nah, they killed. They killed it. Soon the reset happened. I think they killed it like so, right after the reset. So they're on your coattails basically. So there's they're right there because because I, I think maybe it's just because you guys killed it and it was more than a day or a couple hours that <laughs> there was no one else killing it. It was like oh, this is such a long well, yeah. time. You guys are so far I mean, ahead. We killed it in the weekend on Sunday, I think. Or I don't even actually I don't even know, but yeah, we killed it really early on in the reset, the second reset. 
And then Paragon had like the rest of the whole reset, that second reset to still progress on it. And everyone was like saying, like, you know, they're taking it easy now because they're not raiding all day anymore, things like that. <laughs> and then the next reset, they went in and killed it very fast. And, and I think maybe, would you, if it, you know, of course, the speculation, do you think it might be because it was like there's no pressure for first anymore? Like they're not like, come on, guys, we, we could get this. We could be number one. I was like, oh, number one's gone. Uh, take well, a breather, kind of. Like, I mean, I know for Paragon, it was it was a mixture of both things. Like you know, like they, there's no more first place, so yeah, why would they push it as hard as they can? And the second reason was that they weren't even close to killing it when we killed it. So I mean, oh, if so you're the, very oh, far, okay. if you're very far away, I mean, what's the point of pushing it really hard when you know you know you're not gonna kill it anytime soon? Okay, that makes that definitely makes sense. And I I just didn't realize that there. I was thinking maybe like they were doing like you guys were, you know, a bunch of these five percent wipes or anything like that, like uh, from, really close. And uh, from what I've heard, I, like they got to the last phase maybe a couple of a handful of times mm -hmm. by the time we killed it. So, and then do you think? Um, I know they did the the nerfs. I think it was shortly after that or a little bit later, and a lot of guilds were able to kind of. Get a little bit more progression on that. Did you what? In far as far as the fight is concerned, and I'll tag you in on this as too, Monkey O. Uh, what was like the most difficult? Was it just you had a class stack completely in order to be able to progress on it, or what was like the most challenging thing for you guys as a guild? Uh, for us, it was uh, figuring out a good strat. You know, in phase one, getting out of phase one uh, efficiently and without so many deaths, and uh, before the. Uh, you know, the last demo. And I don't know how they did it. That was super impressive. We were all just blown away that they did it so much earlier with so much less gear um, to get through phase one like that. And uh, I don't know, it's really impressive. But phase one was probably our biggest time sink, uh, just getting out of that phase cleanly. Mm -hmm. um, we tried a whole bunch of different strats. I know the first two nights were really just trying to figure out we were doing all kind of weird stuff, like making different patterns in the room, going back and forth, <laughs> running around in a circle. Well, maybe if we make a triangle and we go to these points in this way, it's like, oh, can we just simplify this, please? What well, if we draw a happy face and <laughs> yeah. see if that works? <laughs> and a lot of our time was spent doing that. And phase two was pretty much just everyone knowing their, their jumps, getting the jumps correctly, and mm -hmm. you know, just general things of the fight. But I think a lot of the fight was like made a ton easier by gear which makes their kill all the more impressive because they did it so much earlier than everyone else that's just you know like our phase one like on the second pull we already like we did it and that's it we never changed it again yeah that's awesome <laughs> so that we were i mean y you can say we were lucky on that because i mean it's mm -hmm. all about what strategy you go for and we just went with this and worked out really good so and I guess the, the main thing to that as well, adding to it with the strategies and, you know, I know you mentioned this as well, uh, you know, just wait that you guys have a lot and a lot of discussion of strategies, like before you even enter in there, did you kind of have an idea of like, okay, this looks like this will probably be the best way to handle it before you went in? Or is it just like, hey, this seems good. Let's try it when you're actually. We, we focused mostly on phase two, actually, with the discussions beforehand mm -hmm. about how we want the Moodkins to go up and no one else and things like that. And then so the phase one was just like, hey, this seems like a good idea. Then you did it, I mean, and it worked. <laughs> yeah, we didn't we didn't know how phase one was gonna look like the difference oh, okay. in mythic, for example. Like we didn't right. know really, we didn't see any much like any difference in mythic abilities. But we found the demol the demolishers, for example. Like there's gonna be different ones. So we were expecting that's gonna be like the hard phase of the encounter, the big the big phase where you mm -hmm. need to like do perform very good. And I guess which it was, I would say. I mean, but yeah. phase one was like the DPS check where you need to survive and just get through there and then i guess going into that as well would be thinking about like okay phase two is the most that's changed 
Are you surprised that there really wasn't too much change as far as, uh, you know, the mythic encounter? I mean, it seemed like, you know, just looking at watching the videos and looking at the, you know, the logs, I mean, not the logs, the uh, dungeon journal and everything like that. It just, there's like a couple extra items you have to worry about, but it's really overall not that big compared to what you'd think of a mythic encounter generally has been, or, or at least a heroic encounter. Mm, I don't know. I mean, mythic encounters are supposed to be, like, they're supposed to be hard. It doesn't mean they need to have extra mechanics every single time, in my eyes at least. As long as yeah, they're hard I mean, enough to be worthy for mythic. Like, I mean, they can be exactly the same as in heroic, as long as the tuning is so hard that you actually, you know, need to play the best you can. Well, I think the biggest difference is the organization between the two. Like, if you look at heroic or normal black hand, the, especially in phase two, because that's where, you know, like the biggest mechanical changes came in. If you look at black on phase two, in heroic normal, you don't really have to organize all that much. You don't have specific people kiting the tanks. It's, you know, whoever gets it just runs it in a circle. But you had to have specific people do specific tanks and mythic. And it just, that organization is what should be the difficult part of it, you know, not necessarily gear or whatever else. I mean, gear is a good thing to have, a good gating me mechanism. But if you're not challenging a raid as a whole, you know, if you're not challenging or even individual members um, for things like personal responsibility, like don't stand here, stand here. But I think more importantly is as a raid, as a whole, you know, can you organize, can you work together? Can you play together well, efficiently? Mm -hmm. And phase two mythic mechanics for black hand really showed that. And then I guess, you know, thinking about the black hand two phase two mechanics, and then also phase three being generally the same, I have to not really give you flack, but I could tell by watching the video of your kill, just wait, that people were really, uh, I'm not sure who was filming it, but they seemed to be pretty upset that you actually died. But I have to give you props because you ran in to an, the area, like the volcano area, to drop your explosion off instead of like basically blowing the melee up. And that going off of that as well, um, the one question I have on the phase three was, was that... Is that like one of the? Because I know you you mentioned that you know we've gotten a few good phase threes there. Was that like the farthest you've ever been at that point in the kill? Like was it like that was like basically it right there? No, no, no. I wouldn't say that. I mean, even Sko has a video on his YouTube from the wipe before, which was like a it's like a two hundred k wipe where just Sko and me were alive at the end, for example. Did you forget to touch so, a death? <laughs> no, 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 we did, we did all that. It's You're like, oh, uh, sorry, guys, I forgot touch a death is an ability I use. <laughs> the result. We don't forget that. That's screamed at every boss, regardless yeah. of the difficulty. It's, the boss yeah. can be at 50%. Touch a death? <laughs> it's, like, yeah, it's like, well, I hope you don't have that much HP. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's just really, it's really strange because, uh, you know, seeing seeing you guys uh, get that close, and you know, people kind of getting like really, I guess, I guess, amped about it um, because of course, you know, it's not like a ten percent, and he's like, you know, people are screaming, kill it, and all that kind of stuff. But the one question I have to ask, because I, I was always thinking, like, what is like, whose is that? Who broke that? Was it was it a cup? Was it a was it a plate? Who and it did it break? What was that that noise from the video? Because it sounded like they got up and like broke a plate or a cup or something. Yeah, I I don't know what it was, but it was a plate or something. But I think it was gaps or fragments. I never like went in and fully confirmed it. That's just <laughs> what I've heard. <laughs> but that is, I think that was pretty befitting too, because it's like they're so happy they like slam their plates everywhere, and, like you know, threw their arms. I up. mean, <laughs> we were joking as well. Like we were really, really, uh, really, 
fuck, re-listening to it afterwards, and we heard like someone running in the background, like he threw off his headset and then started running in circles in the room. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> it's just so much fun listening to those things and hear, seeing what you can actually hear. And then, and then going with that, with going to the over the nerd screams as well with uh, with you, Monkeo. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think, I think Slutty was more of like taken aback that you guys killed it <laughs> than anything. Like he was like. Yes, Whoa. we killed it. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> well, I think it's because like we hadn't been struggling in phase three. We've been struggling. Our biggest struggle was getting to phase three. So we felt like if we got back to phase three enough times, we'd kill it. Like phase three wasn't really mechanically challenging. It was just like go do these couple things and we kill it. But it was getting to it consistently with everyone alive was the difficult part. You know, making sure we get the balconies in phase two. But when we finally got there and we killed it, I know for me it was just like. Oh my god, it's over. Not like, yes, we killed it. Oh my god, I'm so excited. It was like, oh, it's over. We're done. Oh, we can stop. I know you heard Kenny Loggins scream yeah. something like, oh, I don't have to fucking read again. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, so I, mean, I guess then based on that, is, is he like, is he retiring? You know, no, no, no. <laughs> no, we're just tired of doing that boss. Few, few. One week later, you just shows up and back to farming. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. And then like dual dual uh, clear farms the next week, like right, <laughs> or it's like oh, but, oh, we're done raining, and now we're back to mythic again. But I think we were more excited about killing. I know they were extremely excited about killing maidens, and then we might have been more excited about killing Blasphemer. And it's just not from the difficulty of or just fun of killing the fight, just being done with it. You know, just being done with doing that stupid boss in the way it was. And I guess then going off of that, did you extend Black Hand or uh, no, no. Well, either of you extend or did you just go through? So it's more of that, okay, we know how to kill it now. And it's really strange because that's that's one thing that I noticed with guilds too, like even in my current guild, is that it's really a pain to kill it the first time. But then you kill it and it's like the next time it's so super smooth. Like it's like, bare, like maybe one or two wipes and you kill it. Do you think it's just that, like a mental hurdle that happens there, or do you think it's just that you know the strategy and people are more, I guess, uh, um, I guess, I mean, it would be mental hurdle. We're more uh, keen to be able to say, okay, we can kill this. Well, first of all, I'll be surprised if anyone of the top guilds ever like will extend to lockout. And the second part is that I mean, one week of gear is so much, and on, when you go from one boss to another, and then the next week you come back, it's you have one full reset of gear when you're doing that boss again. Like it's. It's gonna make a big difference, so that helps for sure. And of course, people knowing the fight and getting like accustomed with what happens makes it a lot easier as well. So rekilling is never like a big issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the gear is a huge part of it for a fight like Blackhand or something. But you know, I think also once you've killed the fight, once you've completed it, you have a sense like you know what to do. Like you have that confidence. Like if I do X Y Z, the boss will die. You know, you know the pattern. You've done it enough times. Whether it's from the wipes or just successfully doing something. You know, when you do something wrong and you figure over and over and over, it doesn't matter what it is. You're like, okay, I don't think, I don't think I'm ever gonna get this done. And then you do it right once, and you're like, oh, that's the steps I have to take. This is how it works, and I will complete it. And then you have that confidence. You go back and do it again. You take the same steps, and it's much easier at the time. You're not worrying about doing it wrong again because you know how to do it right. And so that's what I think. That's a big factor in what makes second clears and any clears past the first much easier is you have that confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, it's just one of the things that I always ponder with, just mainly because of it's like, well, you're you know you're progressing on it and you're getting through the encounter. 
why is it so difficult to do the early stuff again that you've done like a hundred times or something <laughs> like that when all you really have to think about is like the end stuff. So I guess like you, you mentioned, it's more of confidence. It's, and I think also it's like, you know, when you wipe, you're like, oh, we wiped, dang it. We didn't kill it. Where if yeah. it's like a rekill, it's like, oh, we got this. This is in the bag. We'll just, let's, let's talk, keep talking about that next boss we're trying to kill you know, while you're clearing the other stuff. And so I, it's just one of those really straight odd things. And maybe it's more of like, I guess, human behavior and things like that to where you're just more confident in in your, uh, you know, your guild or your team to be able to kill something. Um, And I guess we'll go into that as well as going into confidence with, uh, you know, players and specifically classes. And so I'll start with you, uh, Just Wait. Uh, I know this is the first time you swap. Well, first time, first progression, this uh, expansion, you swapped to Brewmaster. Uh, officially, uh, what are your thoughts on the Brewmaster tank? I know we had it to you on previously before Blackrock Foundry. You said you know really strong, super strong. Are you even going further than that statement of right now, or um, you still think you're in a good spot? I mean, I would say like when are we getting nerfed? That's I mean that's basically what we're waiting for. Shh, shh, shh. Okay, I'll, I'll edit that out. <laughs> I mean, let me, let me mark this down to edit that. Everyone section. knows that. <laughs> And do you think that's just that the monks are just so good, or do you think it's just the encounters are just like perfectly designed for their skill set? Because I think I'm more of a latter person where it's it's they just design the fights so good. Like transcendence works on almost every single fight. You know, thinking of for instance train boss. You know, not getting a stack as a tank is a you know is a huge thing yeah, there. I'm, I'm like, nodding here a lot, like very big time. I mean, most of the fights are all physical damage, and everything it just gets absorbed by stagger. Mm-hmm. Like if fights would have met more magical damage, like for example blast phase in the. Lo- Blast phase, blast furnace in the last <laughs> phase. There we go. That like that magical damage there. Like monks are not the best tanks for in, for that last phase, for example. That's because of the just pure magical damage, basically. In the, for example, yeah. I mean, that's one of the only fights that I can think of in the like the whole instance that actually have heavy magical damage. Everything else is all physical, and you just absorb it. And I guess that's mainly, I mean, at least looking at the lore of what's going and we'll talk about this later, coming up in the next tier whenever that occurs, is just based on lore, you know, most likely be Gul'dan, it'll be like Legion people, and so my guess is it'll be more magical damage in there. So do you think that maybe having, do you think that they need to have encounters where it's like 50-50, or do you think it's just that monks are just really strong for physical damage that they need to tone down, stagger, or like what would you do to tweak the monk to make it, okay, in line with the other classes, you know, outside of like a complete nerf to like damage or anything like that. That's a hard one, but I mean, I wouldn't say just straight up stagger because yeah, I mean, stagger is still you still take the damage if you don't purify it, so it doesn't just like go away, it doesn't disappear instantly. You actually need to generate your chi for it. I mean, it's a combination, I guess, of the damage we do as well. So I mean, probably just. Take, make us take more damage. Like they added the damage mm-hmm. modifier, like we take less damage. Like probably like reduce that a bit more. Like just yeah, flat, that, like a five percent or something like that. Where it, yeah, something in that like okay. that is to get us back up to line with the rest of the things. Because yeah, I because the one thing I, I hate to see them do is to really nerf that stance buff that they did, which was the was it like twenty five percent stamina and forty percent armor, or maybe either one of those. Like it's a combination of armor and stamina buff. That they did way back, you know, I think it was in sort of start of high mall where monks were doing, or even before that, uh, during uh, challenge modes when it was really 
monks were having a difficult time tanking those and they kind of buffed those up it would be really disappointing to have that nerf but yeah the damage taken i can see that being reduced uh just to, at least for fit me but it seems almost like it's a physical damage issue not necessarily a magic because then you would make them even worse for magical damage yeah, it's, uh, it's just physical damage that yeah. we are like so maybe like the armor bonus or something from items would get reduced I think that may. Do you think that also maybe plays into it as well with the rings having armor, uh, bonus armor on it? Do you think that just plays really well into the, the monk's toolkit? Do you think maybe if they either reduce the amount of armor on items or, or maybe made it to where monks didn't gain as much bonus armor? I mean, I don't know exactly how it all like works together. I mean, I'm not the biggest theory crafter on that, but I mean, I assume that you know armor already reduces the physical damage, and then stagger again reduces physical damage. So yeah, just. It all adds up too much, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah, and that would be my guess as well. would probably be the best thing is just to reduce the armor percent that we get, like the bonus that the Brewmaster has. Um, but I guess the one question I have as well is, uh, what was the most talent, like the most talent, I guess, order that you would use? Like, would you just go with the standard, you know, was Damn and Harm was always up there, or would you just kind of swap between that and Diffuse Magic? And what were your level 100 talents uh, normally? Like, did you go soul dance ever on any fight? So just kind of letting people out there know that, you know, hey, you know, if I'm picking up a monk, maybe they're doing like a normal clear or something like that. Well, you know, what would you tell them if you said, hey, I use these talents most of the time? Well, I mean, first of all, I'm using, uh, what's it even called? The, the chi talent. I don't even know the name anymore. Chi explosion? No, the one in the chi bar. Uh, not oh, chi brew. Yeah. Not chi brew, not ascension, but the other one. Power, oh, power strikes! Name? Power strikes! There we go. The passive one. Two That one. I mean, that one's the one. That's the one I'm using at least because you I mean essentially you don't need haste for it. Chibrew. I mean, it's an extra button to press, and you get some dodge attacks out of it. Sure, but I mean, I don't know. I like to just have the passive thing going on. Look, keeping out for when I get the extra chi, picking it up when needed. Then, of course, the, the defensive talents like the healing, healing brew, damp and harm, refuse magic. I mean. I always stick usually with Demp and Harm, and if it doesn't proc, I'll switch to Healing Elixirs. And if there's magical damage, just go to the Diffuse Magic, of course, if you need it for something. Like okay. on Blast Furnace, last phase, or the first phase where you're blowing up bombs, or the stack on trains and the fire debuffs in Mythic, things like that. And then the 100 Talents. I mean, I always ran with Serenity on Progress initially, and now that we're on Farm, I just swap to G Explosion. Just to do more damage and <laughs> scumbag. Take a bit take a bit more damage. Yeah, basically. The scumbag talent. And I guess in going into that uh, jumping in with you, uh, Monkey O, we'll start with the level one since we're talking about talents. Um mm-hmm. I mean I, I guess it's kinda of, is it like a cookie cutter? Is Miss Weaver cookie cutter now? Is that is that what it seems like to me? Uh, I mean, because you're gonna take Rushing like- Jade Wind, right? Rushing Jade Wind, you're always gonna take uh was it the uh, pool of mist? I wouldn't say you necessarily always take Russian Jade Wind. Like there, you have choices. It's just that once you reach a certain level of gear, uh, particularly with Spirit, you don't really have to make those choices because uh, it's all based around how much mana you can spend. Uh, you know how much Spirit you have. So like, you know, Chi Burst is always your go-to AOE heal because it would have been competitive. Like in uh, on the PTR before six point one hit, they had buffed uh, Zen Sphere to kind of be competitive with Chi Wave and Chi Burst, mm-hmm. but then they buffed Chi Burst by like fifty percent. So it's like, why would I even take? The buff Zen Sphere. So Chibur is like your best talent for healing. Power Strike to Chibru, it's like whatever. That's a personal preference thing. You know, people ask me which one to use, um, and I just take whatever. I've been using Chibru just because I don't feel like changing it. Um, uh, it's as good as Power Strikes is um, because Chibru is more of you get more mana from it. Power Strikes, you get more chi, so you get more throughput. It, but 
it really it balances itself out. It's not too big of a de- mm-hmm. uh, deal which one you pick. Dampenhorn and Diffuse Magic really just depends on the fight. Um, like I said, if Dampenhorn is a proc, Diffuse Magic it is. And then the big questions are Russian Jade win, Cheat Torpedo, and uh, Pool of Mist versus everything else in the tier. But Russian Jade win is basically when you get a certain level of spirit, which is probably around 1500 range, I guess, then you can probably use Russian Jade win for whatever you need it for. Cheat Torpedo is great for new monks who have, don't have any gear or don't have the spirit trinkets yet or whatever it may be because it's still really good. I mean, they buffed it a lot in the um, 6.1 patch, so it's really good healing now. Um, but you got to make sure you take celerity with it and make sure you don't cap out on charges. It's a little bit more involved, but it very mana-friendly. And then Zwen is kind of like, used to be okay. Now it's just like, oh, are you not healing? Then use this. You know, If you're doing any damage, if you want to fist sweep the whole fight, then that's pretty good for that. But so it's more of that Zwen is kind of like the one that you don't really use almost at all yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. And then I guess it. going into level 100 talent, I mean, I think this is what's being discussed currently uh, in the community as well, where, hey, is it, you know, when can I use a Chi Explosion versus not using it versus using a Pool of Mist versus Breath of Spirit? I mean, I, I mean Breath of Serpent. You know, I see some people going for Breath of Serpent on certain fights. Do you agree with that as well? Right. So the thing with the Breath of Serpent and Chi Explosion is that their numbers are solid, but, you know, Healing is not DPS, uh, and I guess to a lesser extent, not tanking. It's just, you can't just go by the numbers. Like, Breath of the Serpent looks really good. It's about a half a revival's worth of cast, and considering it has half the cooldown of revival, it's basically revival on a half cooldown. Um, it's really good, like, for the numbers, but the practical side of it is that you have to be stacked. You have to be re- within 20 yards and then within this little itty-bitty cone next to the monk. So if the monk has to be in melee range for whatever reason or if there's any mechanic that doesn't allow you to stack, Breath of the Serpent is useless because it doesn't um, have like an AoE cap. It has to hit everybody for the same amount. And so if you don't have a lot of people in it, it's not very good. Um, the only fight where it could be good on is like Flamebender. Um, you know, if you struggle with Firestorm, then it's a pretty good cooldown for that. But outside of Firestorm, you're not getting anything from that talent row. Uh, Chi Explosion similar. It's that the numbers are really solid. Uh, since you only want to use Chi Explosion with 4 Chi, uh, it does good healing at 4 Chi, but 2 Uplifts does about the same amount of healing. And the difference between the two is that Chi Explosion does a lot of stacked healing. You know, it's AoE healing around the target, whereas Uplift is more spread healing. And if you can choose between two spells that heal for the same amount, one does spread healing, one does stacked healing, you're probably going to go with the spread healing because it's more practical. It's more uh, versatile. You know, you're not always stacked, but Spread healing doesn't care if you're stacked or not. It's going to do the same healing regardless. And then uh, Pool of Mist is just way more realistic of a choice. Like It's got the same amount of throughput as the other two talents do, but it gives you more flexibility in your chi generation unless you generate chi much more cheaply. Uh, because with chi explosion, your only chi generators are Renewing Mist on a, with one charge and uh, Surging Mist and Expel Harm. So Surging Mist ends up being your main chi generator with chi explosion. That's not efficient at all. And then Chi Explosion, you only want to ever use it with 4 Chi, so either you're generating 4 Chi and sitting on it, waiting for damage to happen, or you are casting Surging Mist to generate the Chi while the damage is happening, and it's just not efficient at all to do. Pool of Mist is just generally the best talent because it's cheaper, it's more efficient, it's more practical. And I think that also plays into why Chi Brew is selected as well, correct? I mean, it's like one of those could, more practical, well, you know, you can wait for the damage. Like if damage is coming out, you can kind right. of maybe pull one Chi Brew stack. So you can, you know, maybe always have one on cooldown, but the other one you can kind of, okay, okay, I need it now. I need to do this real quick uplift or, you know, I need to, you know, th- you know do this extra, you know, Actually, I would be uplift would be the main thing I would use yeah. it for. And so it's like you could spam uplift a couple times to get people. Like first, it's Chromog. You know, if you get the extra breath, 
you know, your revivals on cooldown, dub right. two chi brews, and then there you go. You can get people up at least doing pretty decent. The benefit, of the, you know, the big thing power strikes over chi brews that consistent throughput. So if you're doing like blast furnace, like phase three, you know, it's constant damage. You're probably not getting, you know, if you're just doing the fight, you're probably not getting healed up after every blast. So having that consistent amount of extra chi coming in makes power strikes better for that phase. But for, like you said, Chromog or fights with this predictable damage, you know where it's coming in, you got to save up resources for that. Yeah, cheaper is going to be better for that. And I guess going into the next question as well, which I kind of asked uh, just way at the beginning, so kind of doing a little reverse here. Uh, you know, you're talking about, you know, more about talent choices and what's better for Mistweaver. What are your thoughts? And, you know, I have to preface this also with people saying, again, through the, through the grapevines, that there are a lot of upset healers in your raid because you were doing, like, 60k HPS or something crazy like that in certain parts of an encounter. Uh, is it one? Is this true? And then two, is it? Uh, the, is you think Mistweavers are in a really good spot, but only if you have one? Because I know a lot of people are asking me, "Hey, can we go with two Mistweavers here?" Is it just one of those where you just like, okay, only one is really good? Uh, no, I don't think they they hurt each other. Um, it's not like having two discipline priests. It's you know, nobody's stepping on each other's toes there with Mistweavers. Um, your, your raid health would be pretty stable with two misweavers, kind of like two healing auras. Um, but what was the first part of the question? I didn't you're quite good, understand. On some, on some encounters, you're hitting like a 50 to 60k HPS, and like other healers were getting upset at you for that. Like they wanted monk nerfs. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, that's just what they are. You know, in fights where everyone's taking damage and people aren't being topped off, all, a lot of monk healing is based around how much overhealing you have or, you know, how much you can spread out your healing so that it's, again, little overhealing, and that's kind of the point. Um, so if you can do that efficient, efficiently and, you know, select the right targets for your renewing miss so that you get the most out of it, you know, the most bang for your buck, then you're going to do a lot of healing. Um, I don't think they're that much stronger than other healers. I don't I don't think that at all. I think all the healers are pretty well balanced um, for the most part. Uh, they each have a, a, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess a role within the healing comp that they fulfill. And monks are kind of just way off on the AOE end where they don't do very good targeted healing, but they just keep the whole raid kind of stable. That's kind of their job, you know. So, like, you you very much enjoy Chromog breaths, then. <laughs> Chromog was great, yeah. Blast <laughs> Furnace was great. Uh, Orgorger, to an extent, was great. Uh, mm. Rushing J1 was really powerful for that. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of good fights for monks in BRF, as opposed to High Mall, where they mostly just sucked. <laughs> and, and, again, I guess that plays into maybe uh, uh, gear choice as well. Being able to get a lot of multi-strike gear on items yeah, really helps out the monk versus other healers maybe not wanting as much as maybe, say, Spirit is, I think, of what most other healers were really wanting. Where monk, it's, like you mentioned, it's like a little... Now, what is the safe spot for people out there? Is it like what fifteen to nineteen hundred or something like that? Is the where you want to go for a monk? Or yeah, I think I'm sitting at like nineteen fifty or so spirit, and I feel really comfortable doing whatever I want with my mana. Like I feel like I have complete control of my mana, and so I might have too much spirit, but I can't really drop it because spirit is still <laughs> like the thing with spirit is that if you're on farm and everyone's doing everything right, spirit is you know one of your worst stat because. There's just not enough to heal. You don't have enough to spend your mana on. But on progression, you know, people are screwing things up and getting hit by mechanics. Then spirit's a great stat because you, it allows you to, uh, you know, spend more. It allows you to recover from mistakes and, you know, be more aggressive with your mana, which you don't need to do on farm. Farm is like, 
the worst thing for healers. <laughs> well, it's the best thing because they're really like, okay, I'm going to trank now. And then you hit revival <laughs> right before that happens and their trank is useless. I would never do that. <laughs> Come on. You have to. You have to revival snipe. I have respect for my healers' buttons. <laughs> Um, so I guess then that goes into uh, the next question, talk, talking about generally overall, and I'll start with you, just wait, uh, with uh, BlackRock Foundry being done. I mean, you guys are finished, right? I mean, except for your 40-man alt raids or whatever you guys do. With I, was, the... I was about to say, we're, we're never going to be finished with this until the next instance gets released. <laughs> yeah, well, I know, but I mean, I'm saying in more in line of, so, you know, it's done, it's over. What are your thoughts overall as an, as an instance? Do you think it was one of the best they've done? Or do you think that, you know, they could have done a little bit better? You know, what are your overall thoughts? I'm not, I'm not going to say it's the best. That's that's not true. I guess Turn Up Thunder, for example, I mean, that one ranks really high for me. And Sunwell still, all the way back then, I mean, it's pretty good. But it was a good instance, that's for sure. There were some bugs that, that were, like, annoying, but nothing game-breaking, I would say. So overall, it was, like, a good instance that I hope they repeat, basically, in the next for 6.2. And then just uh, Mukio, same question. Yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun. I mean, I didn't get to do, um, I didn't do a whole lot of raiding in Pandaria before Siege. Um, I raided before Pandaria, and then I kind of took a break between the first two tiers. But this is a lot of fun. I actually enjoyed the fights a lot. I liked that the each of the bosses felt like most of the bosses felt like they had some kind of character to them, um, and they were challenging to a point. I guess uh, I thought. Blackhand was a lot of fun. Uh, just a well-designed fight. Obviously not like the best fight in the game, but it was a well-designed fight enough to be like, all right, yeah, this is challenging for the right reasons as opposed to like Blast Furnace felt like it was challenging for all the wrong reasons in the first phase. Um, but uh, yeah, I liked BRF a lot. I thought it was a lot of fun. One of my favorites. And then I guess then going off of this, both your, I'll get your uh, thoughts. You know, again, these are like those, you know, quick questions. So another quick one would be, uh, what is your favorite fight in Black Rock Foundry, like overall? And uh, Monkey, I'll start with you. Thogar. And then uh, just That's... wait. <laughs> I already know it's because trains. <laughs> I mean, favorite fight to progress on? Definitely Thogar. It's, it's just amazing to progress on. Seeing the new trains come in every time, like like you have no idea what's going to happen during progress. I mean, I guess it's a bit less for yeah. the guilds getting there now because they're, really, you know, they're just going to watch a video and just repeat what everyone else has been doing. But getting there, like not having any information about, about the later waves. I mean, we saw the first few on PDR, of course, but after that, like we had no clue what's going to happen. Yeah, that's great. It was, you had this very real sense of progression because you absolutely, it's not like you knew it was coming and you just had to get it right. You had absolutely no idea until it actually <laughs> literally came riding down the tracks for you. You're like, oh shit, okay, we got to move. And if you didn't get it, well, you just came back and you're like, all right, you add it to the list of things. You're like, all right, this is coming next. You know, it kind of sucks that once you're on farm, you know exactly what's coming. But like he said, progression, it was amazing. <laughs> it's like, uh, guys, all four doors are open. What do we do? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Panic. Yeah. Um, and then I guess then, always with the best, you have to do the worst. What is your least favorite uh, boss in Black Rock Foundry? Uh, Monkey, I'll start with you, I guess. Uh, maidens, probably. It's just a whole lot of nothing and then a little bit of something at the end. That's just why I don't like Maidens. It's just not fun for the vast majority of the fight. <laughs> and then uh, just I mean, wait? I mean, I'm, I think I'm going to have to go with Flamebender. Flamebender? Yeah, it's just a boring fight. Stand still, kill dogs, <laughs> kill the boss, whatever. We, I mean, we two sh we once basically two-shot the boss during progression as well. Like We just 
just fell over. <laughs> it's just not. It's not true to be there. It's a trash. Yeah. Ball. You're I thought to... that was going to be a lot more challenging. Like before, we were kind of trying to guess which fights were going to be more challenging than we mm-hmm. thought. My pick was Flamebender. I thought that was going to be really difficult. And it, was, it just fell over. Like, okay, this is a tier boss? <laughs> like, really? And, you know, which is really strange because, like, those are two of my favorite bosses as a Windwalker because like, you do such good damage during it. Yeah, so it's like, oh, I get to use Chi Burst and blow up the dogs and, you know, clones and everything. You get to do really good DPS when you do it. <laughs> Uh, okay, so then I guess uh, going into that, uh, the next question is, when do you think a 6.2 is going to be launched? And uh, Monkey, I'll start with you first on this. I don't know. I think we've we kind of <laughs> estimated in the guild maybe another four months or so, you know, maybe. I have no idea. It's, it depends on how long they want BRF to mm-hmm. kind of sink in. I think they nerfed it way too early. Maybe we'll get into that later, but... They nerfed it. It's like, I mean, usually only nerf the raids when it's like almost done and, you know, you're trying to get people their kills before the next tier comes out. But this is like, this tier is, feels if like it's over be, already. If, if you want to be like politically correct, they didn't nerf the instance. They just buffed the players. Except for Blackhand. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they the nerfed like Blackhand furnace. The nerf is probably, probably still going to happen later on down the line. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. Well, they directly nerfed Blast Furnace and Blackhand. Like, yeah, the, they did. The health they, levels uh, and damage levels. Yeah, they nerfed his health, and then the, uh, and they also nerfed the health of the dudes in the stairs and the I think it was demolition. Uh, yeah, no. the, the demolishers nerf. as well. I Maybe yeah, but it was it just, wasn't like a zone wide nerf. Like most oh, of the guilds right. are not yeah. not even at those two buses. So right, right, right. But just like those were like the kind of bosses that were being that were hurting guilds and really holding guilds back from uh-huh. killing them. And I think that was great. I thought that was fine. Like, let the bosses be hard for a while. And they just killed the two hardest bosses in the instance. <laughs> and it's like, all right, what do you want to do with this tier? <laughs> and I guess I'd just wait also with you on the on the prediction timer. I know you said not soon enough. I would love it to come out soon, but I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's going to be somewhere during the summer, I suppose, before fall, hopefully. <laughs> we're gonna have to get the PTR up, and then we're gonna have to be testing for like two months. So yeah, it's it's quite far out. And then going on with that as well, uh, what do you think is gonna is it? Do you think they're gonna continue with this two tier rating system? Do you th- I mean, I personally liked it because it's you know keeps it fresh. You go from one to the other. I mean, obviously for you guys it really sucks because it's like you have to, you know, do two races basically instead of just one and then having a break. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, as far as it is for how the rating tier has been, you know, spread up uh, out in the start, do you think they'll continue with that? Have like a cup, like two little small ones, or do you think they'll have another just big one, like a ten player one or ten ten boss one? If if they would continue with this, I think that we would have already seen more of the the next instances for Temple out. I mean, if you think about it, right? We were testing Blackrock Foundry, like basically a year ago. We already knew. That was going to be there and like mm-hmm. during the summer we were testing those buses and it came out in like january like they've been working on new stuff ever since then so there must be something out there right so I, if they would like release smaller instances and delay them more i think we would have seen already something about it so i'm expecting like one big raid zone again or split up in two but everything opens at the same time mm-hmm. yeah like kind of like how uh uh, blah, blah, was it uh, Burning Crusade was, right? I mean, you ha- you could go to uh. do Tempest Keep if you wanted to, but you probably couldn't kill anything because it's so difficult. Uh, do you, And the Monkey, I guess, same question on that uh, with the, uh, in relation to, uh, you know, what this you think. This next tier? Or? Yeah, the, yeah, the next tier. How many bosses do you think are going to be in it? 
Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess anywhere between 10 and 14, maybe, you know. I don't expect it to be two instances. I don't expect them to split it up at all. I mean, if they do, it'd be, it'd feel really weird, you know. I, I can't see them doing that. Maybe they will. I don't know. They've done Stranger Things, but yeah, we'll see. We're going to show at least one boss. <laughs> Another <laughs> Just one big gromosh with Gul'dan. Welcome to, to Halion. Yeah, 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 exactly. Halion, <laughs> <laughs> like, Jr. <laughs> um, and and I guess then it goes into the next question as well in relation to uh, the, you know, the, the 6.2, uh, you know, when is it, what is it, all that kind of stuff. Uh, do you think it's going to be the final tier of this expansion? Do you think that it's going to kind of lead up to where we're at BlizzCon uh, this fall and they're saying, here's the next expansion? Do you think I that's going to happen? I'm very confident that's that's what it is because yeah. there's no, like, if they would release something else and then it, than the end of expansion tier, then I'll be very surprised. There's like nothing leading towards anything pointing somewhere else. Like the only things we can kill left, like the warlords and stuff, it's only like the last few. So it, like, it must end, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. They can pull a Sunwell yeah. and then pull, make like a raid out of nothing, like make up a new story, sure, afterwards. But this is definitely going to wrap up the, the Wall of the Drenner story, I, I believe. Yeah, I completely agree. It just it feels it does it just feels like this is the end what they're leading to. That's why it's taking mm-hmm. so long, I guess, if you want to say that, for for it to come out. But yeah, they may have something at the end to kind of lead into the next expansion, so it'll kind of introduce a new story. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it'll also be connected to this current story the way they did, you know, Pandaria to Draenor. I think they're getting better with that, and maybe it's something they're starting to do. I don't know, but yeah, as a rating tier, this next one feels like it's going to be the last one. I can't imagine it going much farther than that. And then going in before my juiciest topic, I like to discuss, and I don't just wait. I think you may know what I'm going to be asking. I always always have my tinfoil hat in the back, back here, just in case to put it on. But uh, you mentioned something, and I do want to bring that up: um, is the nerfed with quotations BRF, which you, I know you just wait mentioned it. That the you Blizzard always says, "Well, we're not really nerfing it; we're boosting player power," which is like the ghost crawler throwback of how to not nerf an instance. <laughs> um, do you think that five item level, like what were your thoughts initially when that happened? And I'll start with you, Monkeyo. You know what we like? Wow, they's like they're really nerfing Blackrock Foundry, or do you think wow they really underestimated how difficult it was? Uh, <laughs> I think they're one. Uh, I don't care what they do if they, however they want to nerf the bosses, whenever, however much. I don't care. What I care about is their reasoning for it. Um, you know, the reason they gave was that they felt that some players were not being rewarded enough going from, what was it, like Heroic High Mall to Heroic Blackrock Foundry or something like that. Mythic High Mall to Mythic Heroic Heroic Yes, I mean, like, that's Mythic to Heroic. You're jumping down a difficulty in what's considered to be the same tier. I don't see why you would want to have higher item level or equal item level going between different difficulties. It didn't make sense to me. But outside of the reasoning, which is the one I really care about, but outside of that, it just felt like it was kind of, way too early i think it's a fine step to take but it just felt so early to do right now like it it nerfs the you know increases player power but effectively nerfs the instance um and it just feels too soon is all too soon hashtag hashtag i think (laughs) i think they just fucked up to be honest like they messed up with how they split up foundry and Mm -hmm. high mall yep they like they they brought it as the same tier but in the end of the day, they still wanted Foundry to be like a step up, so they didn't want it to be like part of the same, same tier, sort of. So they, they had to increase the item level just to make it more like more effective compared to High Mall. And then you know it just makes it almost a separate tier because of that. Like they should never yeah. have gone with it 
in the first place that it's going to be like this part of the same tier because people are going to gear up in mythic high uh, mythic high mod and then they're going to go into heroic foundry and then they expect mm -hmm. them to like have a hard time again i mean what, what do you why, what do you think they're like yeah it's they messed up with that that's what i that's all i can say about it i think yeah because it, it just definitely makes really it's very interesting because it's basically a 15 item level boost going from one mythic to the next without warforged stuff being handed into it into an account for it so it did it, yeah it, it seemed like that the way they pushed it and as far as like the way they're describing it is was more of like a linear progression but it really was more of a step progression going from one to the next as far as gear power was um do you think that maybe then they should have just I mean do you think maybe they wanted to go originally with the 15 island level you know i mean uh boost you know in for myth for mythic to mythic and they just toned it down thinking well maybe it's a little too powerful or maybe i just i don't think they planned it out very well as all well. i think it i think i know. think they just felt like yeah let's release the rates yeah. Staggered, so we'll have some time to clear it. But then afterwards, they realized that. Yeah, but now everyone's geared up in full mythic gear, and they're doing this content that's tuned for item level that's lower than it. I mean, how are we going to give mm -hmm. them a challenge, right? Right. Yeah. If they so come out at the same so time, you wouldn't see this issue. Yeah, basically. Okay. So they, I mean, it definitely makes a lot of sense too, because just the way that it, you know, going into heroics, it was you know, it was the only challenging fight was really Blackhand, and that was just because of the. <laughs> 15, 20, 25 breakpoints that they threw in there. That they didn't. Oh, there's no breakpoints in this encounter, but there actually was. <laughs> um, I think that was like the most difficult fight for most most guilds. You know, going especially with going with like split alts and everything like that. Like, yeah, we, you're dragging in your six twenty eye level. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so then, I guess then the juiciest of the juicy. I always like to say, mm -hmm. uh, going in for speculation. What do you think is going to be the next expansion? Because you know, maybe I'm not. I mean, I'm sure I'll probably both you guys all before then uh, talk about the next instance. But uh, you know, I always like to go this because it's you know we talked about it in the beginning. I know with just way I think we talked about it with you as well. Uh, I'll start with you, Monkeyo. Um, it's kind of foreshadowing to what it may be with this with the legendary quest. You know, Golan really? and everything. Yeah, is that a question slightly. or a statement? Well, a question. <laughs> I, <laughs> Wait, what do you think, though? I don't think we've seen anything I haven't seen. Maybe I'm not perceptive enough. Maybe I'm too dense to see it, but I don't think we've seen anything that hints towards what the next expansion could be. There's been, I've, I've read, you know, a while ago, I read a bunch of, you know, people guessing at things that could be. And one of my favorites was that while we're in Draenor, something happens in Azeroth where somebody comes back and be like, oh, now that everybody's gone, I'm taking over. And then, you know, kind of changes the current... <laughs> Landscape Azeroth, or they what? just that, you have that thing's gonna enemy. fly over again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, he's like, like oh, I'm not God, really dead. It was merely a setback. <laughs> I mean, I like the water expansion, or the um, what they call it, the South Seas. You know, yeah. anything with the Shara is really exciting for me. Um, no more orcs, please. We're done with the orcs. That's all. <laughs> I don't want more orcs. That's all I don't want. Um, but yeah, I think something with the water. I think for me, I guess if I had to pick something, it would be. Uh, something with Ashara, uh, well, something it, in the water. Yeah. Which is like, I think what you mentioned, which is I've heard of that too, where we're all here in Drenor and then right. we come back victorious and what well, we left, Ashara came from the depths because knowing everybody's gone and took over. Right, that's, that's kind of my yeah. favorite one so far. Yeah, so I mean, I could definitely see something like that. And also, that kind of also ties into, you know, Throne of Thunder a little bit. And Throne of Thunder as well as into Mr. Pandaria because the whole... You know, beneath your feet, there's a deeper evil. 
Right. You know, no, the old, there's still an old god in Azeroth. You know, I think it was an Engoth, I think is the name, or Zengoth, or something like that. Zengothism. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so one, one of those end apostrophe with the Goth. <laughs> the the word I can't pronounce <laughs> exactly. properly, probably. Uh, but, you know, there's still one in Azeroth, and he's still around somewhere, apparently, or in a tomb or something like that. But uh, uh, it, it's just very interesting to see that. That, uh, that could be, I could see something happen. And I guess just wait. I know it's your favorite. I had to ask. I had to say this for you because I know your favorite group of characters may be returning. And so, what are your uh, what are your thoughts is, on that? Wait, wait. What, what do you think my favorite group of characters? Is? Uh, <laughs> the, I don't even remember mentioning that. The um the Legion. Oh, I mean, they're not my favorite. I was oh. <laughs> because like I'm expecting them to be the next expansion, though. Like part of the, some Legion stuff, demons and things. But I'm <laughs> I'm actually hoping that like my favorite would be dragons. I mean, we haven't seen dragons in such a long time. Oh, yeah. Sure, Deathwing was a dragon and stuff, but I like I want I want to fight like badass dragons like Onyxia again and Novarian and just encounters that are like so Blackwing Descent. You want to bring back Blackwing Descent then? Well, Blackwing Descent wasn't really much dragons, was it? I mean, how many yeah. dragons were in there? There were robots. One undead. There was like what? There was Antromedes and there was the the, the Onyxia and Novarian and all all the others were yeah. like just monstrosities. Oh, okay, that's dragons. true. Yeah, you're asked right because there's the the scientist guy. I'm all name. for dragons as long as we're not fighting dragon fingernails and hands and backs. You know, <laughs> let us fight a dragon. He'll be like on a toe this time. It's like I want a dragon that has a has an actual tail swipe again. Yeah. You, <laughs> so you, you just want tail swipes, is what it sounds like. <laughs> Basically. Um. So I guess then that would be maybe like the like Return of the Aspects or something like that, where it's like you know the aspects come back and. They want to take over because I, I agree with you, Monkey, though. It just seems that the way this is leading up, it's like, hey, all the heroes are away. All the armies are away from the area. Let's take over, boys. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like. Well, what, what if time stands still while we're in Drenor, though? And we mm. come back and nothing has changed in Azeroth because, I mean, we're it's fucking time paradox, anyways. Interesting. Yeah, or you come back to a different one where the dragons have taken over. Oh, shit. Where Deathwing has succeeded and there's black dragons everywhere. The only other thing like that, <laughs> I'm trying to think like the practical aspects of coming back from Draenor and then something happened. Like, first of all, you, you know, either they do or do not raise the level cap. If they do, where are you going to level? Well, like, they're not going to redo the zones again, right? So they got to add new zones somewhere in Azeroth. Where are they going to put it? Maybe on the other side of the world that we haven't seen yet. Maybe in the middle near the Maelstrom, you know. I want to see where we go, not necessarily who we fight, but just <laughs> where are you going to put us next expansion? We're running out of room here. I don't really want to go to another planet or another timeline. <laughs> Again, yeah, it's, it's definitely one of those yeah. things we'll have to see, though. Go ahead. Yeah. It'll probably be another planet. If it's losing, <laughs> no, please, no. <laughs> the dragon planet, though, right? Would be outland? Time to go inland, <laughs> or, or go to go to um, the planet that has the the burning legion at. That's that's what love you. Oh, yeah, was it well. Argus? Yeah, yeah. So like actually going there and oh, taking it, the fight to them type of thing. That would be a good segue between the expansions. Is the heck on a link those two? We, we follow Gul'dan to the. Uh, I mean, we it was we were already like in some weird place, right? At the end of the Nagaran questline, I don't know mm-hmm. if you did that. You end up on some planet fighting some demon with Gul'dan there. So I mean, totally possible. Yeah, yeah definitely. It, it seems that like maybe it's just something like that would be pretty cool. But I mean, they're really you know, it's, I guess tight-lipped about what's going on. I mean, people do know, and I do remember though that when they were talking about the Warlords of Draenor. That the one of their was lead writers or lead people said that they're so they just had a meeting on the next expansion and it's the best ever. I mean, so, they're definitely working on it. That's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the people, for sure. yeah, definitely. They're like, I think it's you know they're just kind of fine tuning the next expand the next uh, patch and you know it's just really interesting to see what's going to happen in the next patch because there's a lot of people you know maybe not in our you know mythic raider types but 
they're you know upset that there's really no content for them for like a casual play or anything. So we'll have to see. Maybe it'll be new, maybe more something like uh, you know the uh, the was it the uh, not the Twilight the Dragon Soul instances that came out. Maybe something like that plus a raid instance. So uh, we'll have to see though. But uh, you know it's uh, great having you guys both on, and thank you very much for uh, for joining us this uh, this week, uh, Monkey and Just Wait. Is there any last things you wanted to talk about or plugs or anything that you want to tell people <laughs> out there? Uh oh, actually, yeah. They have recently, um, Skullflowers definitely. He recently put out a website called Summonstone.com, mm-hmm. um, and it's got a bunch of class guides for people who, written by people who actually raid, uh, instead of just people who kind of think they know the class and don't really. Uh, that's kind of the point of it is to be guides written by raiders for raiders. And it's a neat little guide, and they just put up forums, and it's kind of something you can check out if you have a chance. So uh, Summonstone. Dot com. Com, yeah, yeah yep. com, and then also Monkeyo on Twitter at Monkeyo if you want to get a follow. I, I I like to say I put you on that correct uh, Twitter name. You didn't <laughs> know you could change your Twitter name. I did not. Yeah, that was awesome. I was very new to it. <laughs> and then just wait. Any plugs or any sponsors? I was like Twitch, Zubu. Like, what are your? <laughs> uh, I don't. Th- I don't have anything to say regarding that. <laughs> But you can give uh, Just Wait a follow, though, on Twitter at Just W8. So J-U-S-T-W-8. And, uh, again, thanks both of you guys for uh, joining this week. Uh, it's really great to kind of catch up and talk about uh, the end of the expansion. Well, I mean, I said the end of the expansion and the raid tier, and then also kind of what your feelings are on that. Yep, thanks for having us. Yes, and then, anytime. Yeah, and if you want to get in contact with the show, you can go and reach us at showupmonkcraftpodcast.com, at monkpodcast on Twitter. And then, of course, all the archived episodes are on monkcraftpodcast.com. Uh, you can just scroll down there, and they're all listed right there. Uh, and uh, thanks for joining us this week. And uh, we hope to have you back here each and every week on Minecraft Podcast. Take care. Bye.